Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about some politics, some news, some sports, uh, some rest in pieces, the NFL, the UFC, the NBA. I mean, the NFL was very busy. Uh, this is a free agent season. If you're a sports fan, you'll enjoy it, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, but I want to kick this off by asking the LB. BGTQ community. What are you doing, man? Really? What the fuck are you guys up to? Now, I'm no homophobe. I don't really give a rat's ass about two consenting adults and what they do. It's none of my business. I don't think it should be anybody's business, right? But why is all this talk about sexuality, sexual orientation, gender identification why not just deal with your human rights get basic human rights where you're not discriminated against because other than that i'm not interested uh has anybody really ever walked into your office and screamed out to everybody in the office that i'm a heterosexual no because nobody gives a fuck if you're heterosexual nobody cares if you're a virgin nobody cares if you're asexual or they shouldn't the people who care about things like that should not matter to you. As long as they can't hold you down, what is the deal with that? I mean, I, I don't even understand certain forms of this. And it's not for me to understand because it's not my life. I don't understand bisexuality. I do not understand pansexuality. You know, I do not understand that everything walking under the sun that I could find sexually attractive. But if that's you, that is you but it's not our business. I mean, do you guys need to really have a fucking parade all the time? Do you need a whole month to celebrate you? Would you be mad as a community if heterosexuals decided to celebrate themselves a month of the year? Uh, and I know that you would say it because it would be anti-gay. It would mean that you're a homophobe if you want to celebrate heterosexuality. I mean, you get to change terms, them, they, who the fuck is them and they? Really? Why can't it be him? I mean, she, her, whatever happened to male and female, they exist. They exist. You can't take them away. What is the agenda? Um, when is somebody from the community going to speak up that they are people who are transitioning over to transgenderism who are way too young to decide their sexuality. A five-year-old boy who thinks that he feels like a girl doesn't even really have the full concept. A five-year-old girl who thinks she's a boy does not have the full concept. Yet, of what it's going to take to be a male, what it's going to take to be a female in this world, uh, it's more than sex. It's also mentality. It's also your mindset. And I'm tired of this uh, bullshit diatribe and uh, dialogue that you are brave for coming out. No, you know what? Either you're going to stay in a fucking closet and hide, or one day you're going to reveal yourself. And you're going to definitely have been revealing yourself to those that you're intimate with. So it takes nothing brave to say what you're attracted to. Not in 2023. This is not 1912. This is not a country where you get hung or jailed uh, because you love people of your own sex organs. You know, it's all right to be whoever the fuck you are. I do not care if you like to drag, dress in drag. I do not care about 
a male who wants to transition to a woman. I do not care about a woman who wants to transition to a male, but I just think that this should not be thrown in our faces every six seconds. I mean, it's almost like people are ashamed to say they're heterosexual. There is no shame in anybody's sexuality unless it's illegal, and then you should be ashamed of your actions. But LBGT community i'm taking the cue off because i don't even like the word i don't i don't call you that to begin with so why add it do what you do mind your own fucking business tell uh you should be telling us to mind our own business actually there's laws against it you can't just come up to somebody at the job and and ask them without getting into any trouble are you homosexual? No, that's an inappropriate question. So for you to answer it without being prompted is also inappropriate to the person who has to hear it. So I wish that there would be some things that would be backed off of. I don't care that you're in every other commercial. Because nowadays, we're telling people, and I don't even like this term, what the fuck is cisgender? Why do I all of a sudden have to be cisgender? Uh and it seems like there is definitely a male, gay, or transgender agenda to wipe women out. And I don't appreciate it. Some of the most spectacular, brilliant, smart, educated uh, people I've ever met in my life are women, natural born women who have eggs and ovaries, natural breasts. They were born this way. They were in a mistake. And I'm tired of people thinking that God makes all these mistakes. But if it is what you want to do, nobody should be able to stop you. Anything that Doc says right now should go through one end, out the other, as far as telling you what to do. Because I don't live in your skin. I don't know the madness that goes through your brains because you feel like you were slighted. You felt like you were shorted. You felt like you've been wronged by a higher power, by your DNA, by your genes. So if you have a chance to fix it, then fix it. But don't make it everybody's problem. Because we have problems too. And we try to go about our lives not making our agenda the only agenda that matters. And you know what? Once again, what the fuck are you really doing, LBGT community? What are you doing? What are you doing? What's your message that you send it? Is it positive? Is it about love? Is it about bringing people down? Is it about building people up? Because I don't see a lot of that in it. Just because you wave a flag and have a parade does not mean that you're building anybody up. And that's all I want to say about that situation. It's time for me to move on. Okay, so Donald J. Trump the ex-president of the United States has claimed that he will be arrested Tuesday in the Manhattan probe. This dude goes on to do two things that I find highly fucking suspect and ridiculous. One, he calls for people to protest and take back the country. Didn't that shit already happen on January 6th that he claimed he had nothing to do with? Then he takes this opportunity just to let you know that scamming cocksucker he is. Let me repeat that. The scamming cocksucker that Donald J. Trump, the ex-president of the United States, is, he takes this opportunity to talk about this arrest when nobody else has brought up this arrest, and he uses it as a way to fundraise. He actually is asking people to donate money to his presidential campaign because he's going to be arrested. I mean, this is insanity. The dude is something else. Now, let me explain probably what will not happen with Donald Trump and more than likely does not happen to men of his stature if they follow procedures. When you get arrested, right, under normal standard procedures, once you're indicted, the defendant would be escorted into a New York City courthouse in Lower Manhattan, then taken to a processing room. When in that processing room, they put you in a jail cell very briefly. They book you. They fingerprint you. They photograph you for a mugshot. Then they then handcuff you where they escort you to an elevator on the upper floor where you will meet a magistrate 
who will more than likely grant you bail because of his status. The, the arraignment would be in full view of the media, which would be considered a perp walk. When we have a big time defendant, this is the normal procedure I just read out to you. What would normally happen to say a most wanted in New York or somebody who did a dazzling crime in New York, and that's how they would conduct you. Now, do I expect him to do the perp walk? No, because he's probably going to walk himself in with his attorney. Do I expect him to walk by the media in handcuffs? No, I do not. But should he sit in that jail cell? Yes. Should he be booked, fingerprinted, and there should be a mugshot of him afterwards? I say yes. Donald Trump has been a blight on the United States of America. He points fingers at shit that works and said doesn't work. He points fingers and gives himself a thumbs up for shit that is broken, that he thinks is right. And then he doesn't even have people who use rational thought patterns when they think about the things that Donald Trump is about, the things that Donald Trump has said and done. They are just deeply in this cult where we split between red and blue, between what people think is patriotism and which is actually going against the country. Uh, I cannot wait for this saga of Trump to end. And the best case scenario for all parties involved is that some kind of verdict will come down at some day in time where this man is not allowed to run for public office again in the United States of America. So this week, we lost Joe Pepitone. He died at the age of 82. Joe Pepitone won a World Series with my New York Yankees. He's from Brooklyn, New York. He was a three-time All-Star. Uh, Joe Pepitone played with the Yankees back in the 60s. He actually was probably on that last 1960s World Series championship team that the Yankees had, and they didn't win again to the 1970s. Dick Flossberg, the dude who revolutionized the high jump in the Olympics and the way that it's done now. Back in the old days, people used to actually jump over the high bar as though they were jumping a hurdle. He did the Fowlsbury flop, which is the standard procedure pretty much for the high jump. He actually won the 1968 gold medal, and he died at the age of 70 cents. Lance Riddick. You know the brother Rance, Lance Riddick. He was on The Wire. He was Mobe on Oz. He's in those John Wicks films. He died at the age of 60. Uh, uh, he was Detective uh, Daniels, a uh, Lieutenant Daniels in The Wire. Uh, I, this was a shock. I did not know uh, out of the blue that this young man, I mean, still, I guess, middle-aged man had passed away. And Bobby Codwell died at the age of 71. He is most famous for the song, What You Won't Do for Love. When I looked up Mr. Codwell, I've heard this song 150 times at least. You probably have also. I had no idea that Mr. Codwell was a white gentleman. I had no clue. The things that you learn, some of them are mundane or bullshit, but what you won't do do for love i always thought that this was a black guy singing it i say rest in peace and sean lampkin you know him as nipsey from the tv show martin has passed away at the age of 54. once again he was the bartender and the bar owner of the place that martin and his crew like to go nipsey's nipsey's has passed away so the hague the international criminal court said last Friday that they are issuing an arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin for war crimes. Now, will he ever probably be arrested? More than likely not. Will he be probably tried in absentia for these war crimes? I believe that he will. Uh, forever and a day in his name, Vladimir Putin will probably be listed down as a dictator who committed war crimes against the Ukraine and their people. And this is supposedly against children, which I find despicable. Children should be hands off. If you're dealing and you think that you're a badass, you don't ever hurt somebody's children. That includes a regular dude who thinks he's a badass 
you don't go after the children. You go after somebody who can come back and go after you. And little kids don't have the ability to go after soldiers. So Tyson's food is going to shut down two U.S. chicken plants, and it's going to cost 1,700 workers their jobs. So the price of fucking chicken is going to go up, especially if you eat Tyson foods. Now, chicken wings, I always have found in the last three or four years, are ridiculously priced. I can't imagine what chicken wings are going to be going for now. I remember when chicken wings was the cheapest part of chicken. Now chicken wings are through the fucking roof, so I guess breasts and thighs are going to now work. Prices are going to rise. And California has been going through some serious flood. They've had 11 uh, atmospheric rivers to strike uh, California this winter, causing floods. I mean, these I feel bad. It seems like California is just like a natural disaster, one after another. You got the fires. You got the mudslides. You got these... Uh, Floods now, you have the possibility of a hurricane, I mean, uh, earthquakes, which they've had a few. So my heart goes out to the Californians who are suffering in this day and time because of this. So Biden signed a gun control executive order. His goal is to close to be as close to a universal background chest as possible. The NICS is the National instant criminal background check system. Now, most FLLs use this when a gun is sold through FLL dealers, but this would really detain people who are in private sales where no gun permit might be uh, shown, no uh, CCW license might be on file. Now, I have no problem, per se, with a more up-to-date instant criminal national background check. And I think that private sales are, are very dangerous. When you buy a gun and you pass it off and you sell it to your cousins, your auntie, your uncle, whoever, and they have a criminal history, and this gun is no longer registered anywhere, it just shows as changing hands between two private citizens, we have an issue. But Biden is up against this one because a lot of states don't even require you to have a permit. They don't require you to have a license. They barely do background checks. These are those constitutional carry states. So it's a, you know what, we get up in arms about gun control in this country all the time because we are a very violent society. And because we deal in such violence in this society, there's a lot of things that we have to cross the T's and dot the I's. But um, President Biden, with all these executive orders, it's kind of dangerous. You cannot rule by executive order. You let the legislation set laws, and then you go that route. I believe you have too much control. Dictators rule by executive orders. Presidents should rule by legislation. If you have not seen it, you should check out bio, biography on A&E's WWE Legends. They've had some very good programs. They did one on Kane recently, one on Jerry Lawler, one on Paige, who's no longer with the company. I believe she's with AEW. But it's, these shows are fantastic. Uh, you get some insight on some of the characters that you see on TV, but you get to now see them as human beings. And I will admit, they pull back the veil. Paige talked about the porn tape, things like that. So it's not like it's just they want to make them look a certain way in a certain light. They actually get down to some nitty gritty. Uh, last year when they did Shawn Michaels, he got deeply into the drug dealing or the drug taking. So... You know what? Like I said, they're not just trying to paint them with a white brush. And the great Muda, Kinjay Moto, will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 23. He is joining Rey Mysterio. If you are not familiar with the great Muda, you should go check. Go to YouTube. There are a ton of his matches on YouTube. Uh, you could check him out as the Great Muda. You could check him out as Ken J. Motu. 
he is a fantastic wrestler. He created a lot of stuff that we know and people use even still to today. So Michael Irvin finally got that video encounter with that Marriott employee, uh, employee shown. He had uh, closed his case, but then he refiled the lawsuit in Arizona after seeing the video. Uh, I don't know if the video shows anything more than two people talking. Michael reaches out, she moves back, but there was no assault that I can see of that video, but I do not know the words that were exchanged between the two parties. So am I going to just side with Michael and say that this woman's a liar? No, I am not the judge or the jury. Now, what I am a judge and jury on is this. Michael Irvin needs to be sat down, spoken to about bringing up that he is a form of a modern day Emmett Till. Michael Irvin in no way, shape, and form is an Emmett Till. He got hurt financially. He got his reputation damaged, but he did not go through what Emmett Till went through. He did not go through what any black man in that day and age would have went through. Nobody dragged him out of a jail cell, brought him to a public square, beat or hung him. Nobody did that. Nobody beat him to death. Nobody hung him. Nobody lynched him. Nobody flayed him. Nobody took a whip to his skin. These things did not happen. He needs to really straighten that one out. He owes the black community and the Till family an apology for using that analogy, which was totally off base, was off centered. Everybody wants to become the greatest martyr of all time. And you know what? Some shit might happen in your life, but no, you can't equate the pain that you go through to the pain of Jesus Christ. You did not go through the pain of Jesus Christ. So be careful how you use things to uh, just oppose your situation. So the NCAA tournament is on big time. And uh, I watched a lot. I watched some women's and I watched some men's. I watched that Brandon Miller from the University of Alabama, who's the best freshman in the country and maybe the best player in the country. He had a really rough first game. I mean, he had, he went 0 for 5 from the field in 19 minutes. He finished with five rebounds, three assists, and three turnovers and zero points. Stars do not score zero points in games. Maybe it was because it was his very first NCAA tournament. Maybe it was because of the threats that came up against him. I don't know. He did bounce back and have a decent second game. But that first game does exist, so I have to speak about it. We had some shockers. Number 13, Furman knocked off number four, Virginia, with a game-winning three-point in the final seconds. Haji Clark made the dumbest fucking pass that you'll ever see from a fifth-year senior and national champion. This dude threw up a ball for no apparent reason. He had a timeout. He could have took a foul. He could have went out of bounds. He could have did a lot of things. This is not a freshman. This is not an 18-year-old who should have been shocked. This dude has been through the ringer. Like I said, he's a five year senior and a national champion on a Virginia team that's been in big time situations over and over again. We also had Fairleigh Dickinson University shock number one Purdue. This does not happen often. This happens so rarely. I think it's only happened two times in 150 games where number 16 beats a number one. Uh, Okay. Princeton shocked Arizona, and they were 15, and they beat a number two Arizona. Arizona does this shit year after year after year. I think they had one year where they were really good, but every single year, Arizona comes into this tournament, a one seed, two seed, three seed, four seed, and year after year, they lose to these nondescript schools. Actually, Princeton made the sweet 16. You know what? The Sweet 16, Kansas, Princeton, San Diego State are all in the Sweet 16. Now, we had a young man from the UFC named Jeff Molina. 
Now, before I get to what's going on with Jeff Molina, he is also suspended indefinitely for an ongoing investigation involving James Krause and UFC betting. But he came out as bisexual. Now, he said, and this is what I respect, he said he had no desire to come out as bisexual. He didn't think it was anybody's fucking business. He thought that he would be discriminated against if he did so. But there was a video attached that leaked. Now, have I seen the video? No. Am I interested in seeing the video? No. I am not interested in seeing bisexual homosexual acts on film. It's not my thing. It's not something that I get off on. So, you know what? Fuck this video. I don't care about, I don't think people should be sharing this video. When stuff like this comes out and one party, I don't care who the party is, says that they do not condone it being shared out of respect. Everybody should say, I don't want to see it. But we know that's not the world we live in. So his hand has been forced to come out. Now, the UFC officially could say he's not even really a member of our organization anymore because he's under fucking uh, suspension indefinitely. But if it's true and Jeff is allowed to fight under the UFC banner, he will officially be the first openly bisexual slash gay fighter, male because there are females who are open about their lifestyles. There are open lesbian couples in the UFC. So Jeff is not that special. He just happens to be coming from the male vantage. Uh, I don't know how these UFC crowds will handle him if he ever gets to fight. I believe that they can be downright brutal, some of these crowds in the UFC. This weekend, there was a big card in London, the O2 Arena. Leon Edwards fought Kamara Usman for the third time, and he defeated him by majority decision. Uh, I was highly disappointed. I did not like the energy level that these two men brought to a championship fight. I mean, there was barely a scratch on them. Yeah, did they tussle and this, that, and the other? They landed some blows. But it seemed like it was, you know what? The UFC has been off in 2023 to me up to a certain degree. Justin Gagey beat Rafael Frazzisi by majority decision. So Leon Edwards, because he won by majority decision, is allowed to retain his title. I'm wondering who they're going to set him up with next. They probably pull out Kobe Covington from the fucking grave for no apparent reason. He's not the number one fighter. He shouldn't even be the number two ranked fighter. But you know what? Dana likes to look out for his boys, and I see this as one of those situations where he will. Gunnar Nelson defeated Barbara Barbarina. He submitted him by armbar in the first round. I really don't want to go too deep into this card because I found it not to be very entertaining. Uh, this card in 2023 has been so bad that my wife has now asked me to, you know what, she doesn't want to be involved for a while. She'd rather that I watch the fights on my own and just give her a synopsis of what happened. But this was, like I said, it was a heavy London card. It was a lot of London fighters. I guess the fans went home happy because a lot of the fighters did pick up wins. Very few of them lost. And uh, that's that. This weekend, we have another UFC card coming up. It's from San Antonio. Uh, the prelims are going to be on ESPN. The main card is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. This is Marlon Vera versus Corey Sander, Sandhagen. That should be entertaining. Uh, we got Raquel Pennington going up against Irene Aldana. Holly Holmes is on this card. Macy Barber is on this card fighting Angela Lee. Uh, Bruce Leroy, Alex Casera is on this card. Sean Bradley's on this card. Michael Pierre is on this card. Uh, Daniel De Silva's on this card. Lucas Anderson. Alexander's fighting Steven Patterson on this card. This should be, at least on paper, entertaining. I love cards to have what it looks like we have four women fights. Women don't usually bullshit about too much. They usually get at it. Uh, I 
like the aggression that they bring. And hopefully that this will be a more exciting card than this last one from London. So Aaron Rodgers says he intends to play for the New York Jets this season. Now, it's been, we're going on about five, six days since he made this uh, pronouncement. The Jets could move if they want to. Green Bay could move if they want to. But it doesn't behoove Green Bay to rush to get Aaron out. He will cost them salary cap space if they make a move before June 1st. But if they make a move after June 1st, they get $25 million back. Why are they going to look out for the Jets? Who the fuck are the New York Jets to the Green Bay Packers? And my real question is, New York Jets, why aren't you making a play for Lamar Jackson, a much more spectacular, younger, athletic quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? I do not understand this. And you know what? If this comes back to bite the Jets in the ass and they never get Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to say good for them. Good for you, Jets for showing once again that you're the clown organization of New York City. And uh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be allowed to dictate what he will and will not do. I wish the Green Bay Packers trade his ass to the Houston Texans and get back. Why are they not looking for the most that they can get back for from Aaron Rodgers from other teams? You know what? If Aaron says, I refuse to play, I retired, then we all say goodbye. You haven't won shit in 13 years. So who cares? Really? Why are we kissing Aaron Rodgers' ass? So let's go through some of the moves that were made. Like I said, it's been very busy in the NFL. The commanders released Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a fucking bum. From what I'm hearing to as of today, it sounds like the Los Angeles Raiders, for some reason, wants to bring Carson Wentz over. Well, good luck to them with that move because Carson Wentz has been a bum for years. So the Falcons released Marcus Mariota. I discussed that a week ago. I wasn't really happy about that. But now the Eagles have signed Mariota to a one-year deal. Well, you know what? He might get a chance to get on the field because Hurts might have to miss a game here or there due to the style of play. So the Vikings received released Adam Thielen. But the Packers yesterday signed Adam Thielen to a three-year deal. That's a good pickup for the Panthers, uh, Thielen is no bomb. He's a damn good player. So the Jaguars, who picked up Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons, has been reinstated after his one-year sports betting ban. I hope he has learned his lesson about being not being able to bet on sports while being an active NFL player or active uh, voice in the booth. Geno Smith re-signed with the Seahawks. He got three years and $105 million. Derek Carr signed a four-year deal to be the Saints quarterback. The Giants signed Daniel Jones to a four-year extension worth $160 million, which I think was way too much. But you know what? You can't be mad at Daniel Jones for getting his money. The NFL franchise tag was not used a lot, and it was not used often this year. Tony Pollard got it from the Cowboys. Josh Jacob got it for the Raiders. Evan Ingram got it for the Jaguars. Saquon Barkley got it for the Giants. And the Ravens, in a total disrespect and slight against Lamar, Jackson gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag, which only gives him a $32 million salary. Somebody in the NFL rectify this. Stop acting like you're colluding against this young man and a team offer him a real contract. And let's see if the Baltimore Ravens match it or let him leave town. Chicago Bears got the number one pick for wide receiver DJ Moore. Uh, they got this from uh, Carolina Panthers. They're also going to give them a, nine, a number nine pick, the 61st pick, and a 2024 first-round pick, and a 2025 second-round pick. Devin McCarty, three-time Super Bowl champ, has retired after 13 seasons. The Dolphins picked up cornerback Jalen Ramsey. The Rams signed, I mean, the Raiders signed Jimmy Garofalo, on a three-year deal worth $67 million with $34 guaranteed. The Ravens released 
Casillas Campbell, which was a shock to me. I think as an old school vet, he might add something to somebody's locker room who doesn't need him to be all he can be, but just needs him to be 65 to 70% plus his experience and leadership. I think that would be a pick, good pickup for somebody. Eric Kendricks, the linebacker who used to be on the Vikings, was signed by the Chargers. The Steelers picked up cornerback Patrick Patterson, a good move by them. The Bears signed linebacker Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year, $72 million deal with $50 million guaranteed. And the Jets, I mean the Giants, I mean this really hurts my heart. The Giants traded for Darren Waller from the Los Vegas Raiders. That is a good pickup there. He's a good, steady tight end if he could stay healthy. The Eagles signed Rashad Penny. Another move that does not make me happy. I say these things because I'm a Cowboys fan, Dallas Cowboys fan. Javon Hargraves is going to the San Francisco 49ers. That defense is looking devastating for the 49ers. I mean, damn, they just added an interior lineman who's awesome, and they already got some damn good defensive players. The Detroit Lions, who seem to be really one to be a player, they they signed Chicago Bears running back David Montgomery. My Cowboys re-signed Vander Esch, Leighton Vander Esch, to a two-year deal worth $11 million. The only thing that does not make this horrible is the fact that it's only 5.5 per season for two years. I mean, even though I would have given this money to Bobby Wagner. The Panthers went out and signed Andy, Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal. Matt Ryan, who probably should call it a day, was released by the Colts. The Eagles re-signed James Badbury to a three-year, $38 million deal, so they did keep at least somebody. The Colts traded Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys for a 2023 fifth-round pick. To pick up a cornerback who was an ex-NFL defensive player of the year for a fifth-round pick is not the world's worst. I'm not mad at this deal. The Jets got Alan Lazar. And he agreed to a four-year, $44 million deal. I mean, for a dude who's never had a 1,000-yard season and because Aaron Rodgers said get him, this dude went to the bank. So good for him. Jacoby Myers signed a three-year deal worth $33 million and twenty-one guaranteed to move from the Patriots to the Raiders. The Saints re-signed Jameis Winston to a one-year, $8 million deal. Jameis Winston did not bet on himself. I thought that he could have ended up in a better situation. The Saints have shitted on him since the time he's been there. Uh, having him back up Andy Dalton and uh, Taysom Hill, it didn't make sense. I think there were other teams out there. I don't know why you didn't try the Houston Texans. I mean, go somewhere else. I mean, be a backup at Tennessee. I mean, but to the Saints, to stay there and, and have Taysom Hill making all that money and you making $8 million doesn't make any sense. I already spoke about the fact that uh, Eric Kendrick signed with the Chargers. Sam Donald signed a one-year deal to be the quarterback in the 49ers. Now, if Brock Purdy is still injured when the season starts, Trey Lance is still injured, that means the 49ers will be banking on Sam Donald to be their quarterback for at least a couple of games to start the season. Now, if he does that, with that defense, he could actually get a couple of wins. All he has to do is be steady and not stupid because any uh, capable quarterback should be able to quarterback the 49ers. The Buccaneers signed Baker Mayfield to a one-year $8.5 million deal. The Bills got to keep their uh, safety, Jordan Poyer. I think that was huge for them. Jordan is a big part of what they do on defense there, and they have to make sure they also keep Micah Hyde happy by either re-signing him or I don't know if he's under contract already, but I, I don't think he wants to lose any more pieces. And Buffalo's not a sexy place to play. People, if you've been to Buffalo, you know it's not a sexy place to be, live, or play. If you're most famous for fucking chicken wings, you know, and and 
some kind of sandwich they got up there. What you know? What is Buffalo? It's Buffalo is the the ball sack of New York City. P.J. Walker is signing with the Bears. He was with the Panthers. I remember P.J. Walker from my was it the USFL or XFL. I mean, it's good to see somebody from there actually make it. Good for him because this is going to be at least his second year on a real NFL team. It's nice to see success stories. Orlando Brown Jr. signed a four-year, $64 million deal with the Bengals. Miles Sanders is joining the Carolina Panthers. Jamal Williams, who I thought was the heart and soul of that offense on the Detroit Lions, as now a Saints running back. Beck, Fletcher Cox re-signed with the Eagles on a one-year deal. Fletcher's old. I think he wants to live and die an Eagle, and I don't blame him. I mean, it's home. He's a legend there. He's a champion there. Fletcher Cox should be allowed to leave an Eagle. There's no reason to move on at this age. I'm sure he's probably comfortable in his home, his kids, if he has any in their schools. You know the deal. Javion Clowney has been released once again, this time by the Cleveland Browns. I don't see how you, anybody picks up Clowney. Clowney has been an underachiever his entire NFL career. I mean, he's blessed with all the physical gifts, speed, height, size, muscularity. Coming out of South Carolina, we thought we was going to see the second coming of an outstanding defensive end who's going to have a Hall of Fame career. And this guy won't even be talked about in another two years. Jacoby Bichette signed with the Commanders. Juju Smith-Schuster, who just won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, is now a New England Patriot. And my Cowboys ended an era when they released Ezekiel Elliott. Do I think they'll bring back Zeke if they can't get a second running back? I don't know if Zeke's uh, ego will allow it. But you know what? Zeke gave the Cowboys some moments. He did lead the league in rushing two or three times. He had his moments. He he hit the hole hard. If you were around that goal line and you gave him the ball, more than likely he got in the end zone. But we have watched his skills deteriorate, and we have watched Pallet take over the team. So the Colts signed Garner Mishu. And the Giants re-signed wide receiver Darius Slayton. The Bears picked up another running back, so they got Montgomery and Deontay Freeman now. So they have a backfield. The Dolphins signed wide receiver slash punt returner, kickoff returner, Braxton Barrios to a one-year deal. I was shocked when the Jets let him go. I really was. And the Patriots picked up the tight end from the Miami Dolphins, Michael Giusecki, on a one-year deal for $9 million. The Lions also signed safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson to a one-year $8 million deal. He was one of the safeties for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles have been getting plundered. They have been getting picked here, there, and everywhere. People have been going in and, and trying to take little bits and parts. The Texans signed Laramie Tunsil to a three-year deal worth $75 million with $50 million fully guaranteed and $60 million in totals guaranteed. And this dude negotiated his own contract. So for people who think that Lamar Jackson needs an agent and you can't get the money, then Laramie Tunsil just proved to you you can. The Dallas Cowboys traded for Brandon Cooks for a 2023 fifth round and a 2024 sixth round pick. This is Brandon Cooks' fourth team, I believe, but all three teams that he has been on, he has been a thousand yard receiver. So now this gives the Cowboys C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks. So the Cowboys don't need to look at Odell Beckham Jr. I wish that I was reporting right now that was this was DeAndre Hopkins. But you know what? Brandon Cooks is not bad, but nobody is DeAndre Hopkins. And I, that's my real wish. I wish this was DeAndre Hopkins. 
So we had a very interesting week last week with John Morant. John Morant first entered the counseling program. I don't even understand what kind of fucking counseling program this is. Was this a reprogramming of the mind program, which I've never heard of before in my life? And then mysteriously, while he's already six games in missing while he's in this program, the league suspends him for eight games without pay for contract detrimental to the league. So now Ja only had two more games to serve. Then he does a interview with Jalen Rose and the suspension comes down and Monday night will be his first game. He just mysteriously, magically has cured all the issues that ailed him within a eight game span with the tap on the back and the approval of not only the league, but his team. I'm wishing Ja the best. He's 23 years old. He's obviously a superstar in the NBA. He's going to be a role model to little kids if he likes it or not, especially since he's not a monstrous size man. When you get smaller guys who excel in sports to have very big bodies, people gravitate to them. Ja has a look. Ja has super talent. I just want Ja to get his head on straight and go on and have the career that you can have. Think about it. If he has a contract for $230 million right now, and he's 23, when his contract is over in four years, he'll be, what, 27? He can sign another 230. By then, it'll be $300 million. So that means this man could make a half a billion dollars alone on just basketball. That doesn't count endorsements. I mean, this is a huge bag. We're not talking about changing John Moran and his one child. We're talking about changing his generational wealth. Generational wealth John Moran has at the tip of his fingertips. And all he has to do is turn his bank on street life, a life that he didn't live to begin with. So he, like I said, he's eligible to return to the Grizzlies lineup as of today. And there's no way in the world that he's going to actually miss returning to the lineup because the magic wand has been waved and John Moran all is well in Grizzlyville. Now the NBA and the NBA Players Association will agree on a rule that a player must play in a minimum amount of games to be eligible for their awards, the major awards. No more they should add in, you should not be eligible for the All-Star game. Say the All-Stars game is played by the time teams played 40 games. Dudes who played six games, 10 games, shouldn't be eligible to be an All-Star in the NBA. That should be a right that is earned by guys who are on the court, say 31 games, 28 games, whatever. Uh, they need to come up with this. Uh, They also, the NBA and the Players Association are going to bang heads when it comes time for a new CBA, especially about this uh, sitting players when they're healthy. Anthony Davis is not able to play back-to-back games, even though he does not have an injury. This this resting players when people pay hard-earned money to come see them play is bullshit. Now, we ain't seen LeBron play, and do you know what I'm going to I'm going to border on the side that LeBron has been really legit injured. But the day the playoffs start, watch LeBron be on the court throwing the powder in the air. Magically, mystery, mysteriously, healthy, running up and down the court the day the playoffs start. So in the NBA, by the way, I'm going to give you what I consider to be the games of the week. You got the Mavs playing the Grizzlies tonight. I expect John Moran to be back. You got the Wolves going up against the Knicks. The Knicks are something else this year. Tuesday, you got the Celtics versus the Kings. The Kings, like I said, are also something else in the West. I am so shocked that the good basketball that's being played by the Kings and by the Knicks. Wednesday, you got the Knicks versus the Heat. The Heat have not been what I thought they would be this year. You got the Suns versus the Lakers. Uh, The Suns without KD have struggled. The Lakers 
if AD is playing, they're a threat to win any game, it seems like right now. You got the Warriors versus the Mavs. The Warriors are schizophrenic. The Warriors can't win a fucking game outside of Golden State, but they can't be beaten Golden State. Let's see if this rings true when they travel to Dallas on Wednesday. Thursday, you got the Cavs versus the Nets. The Nets are just holding on to that 10th spot right now or the 8th spot. I mean, because they really have no star power, but, you know, they it's not like they completely fall apart. So I am proud of them for that. Then you got Friday, the Bucks versus the Jazz, the 76ers versus the Warriors. Warriors at home, they'll be tough for the 76ers to beat. Saturday, you got the Bucks versus the Nuggets. The Pelicans, no Zion Williams versus the Clippers. Hopefully, Kawhi Leonard, for the people who will be watching this game, will be playing. And Sunday, you got the Wolves going in to play the Warriors in Golden State. So, the Warriors being at home, the odds are, if you're a betting person, that they will win the home game because they are actually Jekyll and Hyde. On the road, they're one team. At home, they are completely another team. They are world champions at home, and they are the fucking Houston Rockets or San Antonio Spurs when they're on the road. My show next week is going to deal with music. I like to thank music as much as humanly possible, and I'm going to dedicate a portion of this show to give a thanks to music and what it means to me. But we're not going to go into much more detail. But like I stated in the beginning, I am perplexed. I am puzzled about what is going on in the LBGTQ community. I don't understand it. I don't understand how they are. They put themselves out there in the media, on social media, uh, in real life. And, and if people shouldn't care, then don't keep telling us to care because that is a backwards fucking message to send. It's none of your business and it's your business. How could you say both? You got you to gotta make a point. And why is it so important, other than human rights, that people even remotely give a fuck about you as long as you're not being violated why should we give a fuck about you any more than we care about any other group of people on this planet well i just wanted to say that and i want you to have a peaceful week i hope that you get all those green lights that you get good health reports that things go your way that the sun shines on your side of the street i mean you know you know how this goes i hope I wish you the very best in life. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.